Happy three-year anniversary <laughs> of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. Even though it's really... Didn't we discuss this last week? It's yeah. really not the three-year anniversary. Three years because and three weeks, but really three, three years, years and, and three-week anniversary, but it's really just the three-year anniversary, which tells us that I think there's some funky stuff going on with the calendar, but whatever. <laughs> um, Presented by Loyalty Liquors from the get-go. Haven't not had a, an episode sponsored by Loyalty Liquors. Right. Taco well, Casa. Honestly, maybe there might be a couple where we forgot to say. Yeah, but, but in our hearts, the entire yeah, time right, it was right, right, it was right. sponsored by Loyalty Liquors. Taco Casa. We picked them up this year. Just a huge pickup. Yep. I mean, I mean, talk about that Massive. that gold free tacos for life card we got has got to be one of the coolest things ever. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and uh, hosted by us, Aaron and Ben. Aaron. How the hell are you? Ben, happy anniversary. Thanks for putting this whole thing into motion. We can get into that a little bit more. You know what I noticed today, Benjamin? Tell me. Uh, our three-year anniversary has gotten stolen. By what International Women's Day. Is that today? No, it was March 8th. March 8th oh. was the day of our first episode, and March 8th is now, is now International Women's Day. No, well, I'm I'm sure some of the 330 mil are women. So, yeah, shout well, we know at least women. a couple of them. You know, shout out exactly. Mayor, shout out Katie White. You know, thanks for listening. Happy International Women's Day to you folks, because we can't call you ladies anymore. So, you folks, hope it's great. Don't want to offend anybody. Um, but I just I just realized that this morning, and I started to notice that that's happening. That's happened to me a lot. You know, our our birthday month is is now Pride Month. You know, that wasn't a thing when we were kids. The day after my birthday is Juneteenth now. Uh, oh, that's and, right. Yeah. Wow. I never really thought about that. I, I guess. Don't. Would you imagine that over the course of history, they're just constantly coming up with new. Is there a. I've actually seen a calendar like with all of the day. I'm pretty sure every day of the year is booked up and. There are days that have multiple things. Well, of course. I mean, there's got to be more than 365 holidays a year. Right. Because it wouldn't be America if it wasn't. Yeah, right. I mean, come on, buddy. This is capitalism. More is more. Um, But uh, overall, I'm good, Benjamin. I am good. I I worked last night. Very easy shift, which was nice. Uh, Feel refreshed this morning, which is the first time I've woken up after bartending and felt refreshed in quite some time. Uh, this things always seem to happen. I got to start keeping a list. Things always seem to happen right after we record the previous week's episode that I always forget to bring up. Um, I had some Yale kid put his hands on me at, we had a Yale sorority party last Saturday night and this fucking kid, like, it was, all right, let's tell a story real quick. We had like 200, 200 Yale kids come in and it was, uh, you know, private party. And so at the end of the night, they're all going to leave and they're all at coat check trying to get their coats. Now, where the closet is, where where the coat closet is, it like kind of bottlenecks into a hallway. So you've got this big mass of people that are like all, you know, jamming up in this hallway. Now, I need to get through the hallway to get into the back 
um, so I can get some stuff so we can just start cleaning up. So I'm like slowly working my way through this crowd, you know, being like super polite, just, you know, excuse me, excuse me, you know, can I get through blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm getting through. Okay. And then I get to this like point where like, you know, their backs are to me and they don't see that I'm trying to get through. So they're like not letting me through. So then I, you know, get a little lower, start leaning into it a little bit more and start forcing my way through. And this fucking kid from behind me, like reaches his arm out and like puts it across my chest to like try and stop me from like getting through. He must think that like, I'm like cutting or something. So I, I was just like, so annoyed at this point. I just grabbed this kid's arm. like, get your fucking hand off me. And this girl, this fucking girl standing next to me is like, whoa, you don't have to be so aggressive about it. And I, and I ended up standing there for like five minutes arguing with this girl about like why I'm totally in the right for being aggressive. And then this kid friend comes over and like tries to defend his actions. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, it's all good. It's all good. Like, no big deal. No worries. Misunderstanding. It happens. And then he's like, how are we even supposed to know you work here? And I stared at him, Ben. All these kids were in suits or button downs. You know, they were all dressed nicely. I'm like, look down at yourself. So he looks down. He's wearing a full suit. I'm like, all right, now look at me. And I'm wearing a black T-shirt and jeans. I'm like, you don't think that, like, it's pretty obvious that I'm not here attending this fucking party? And he's like, uh. he's like oh, I guess that's fair. I'm like, yeah. In my head, I'm like, these kids are the future leaders of hey, this fucking buddy, world. Like, you fucking I'm over idiots. here looking like Steve Jobs, and you're <laughs> over here looking like a complete fucking moron. Excuse my language. Oh, God. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot you're not sorry. But, yeah, that yeah. was – so that was my Saturday night, and then – Sunday, I was a complete garbage person all day long. All day long. Did not. Yeah, but you earned it. Yeah. That's then, a, that's uh, the point. Sunday's supposed to be, that, you know. It's the day of rest. For that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, my week was good. Everything's great. <clears throat> I can't believe this is that we've already been doing this for three years. It feels like fucking years. I know. That's insane. It feels like and three years ago, I wouldn't have said that on our third year anniversary weekend of the Sunday conversation podcast that I'd be in a pickleball tournament, but here we what? are. Let's go. Yep. Oh, pickleball for sea turtles. So no, there's pickleball, not I don't pickleball talk for too sea much. turtles. Yeah, that's the name of the tourney. Wait, wait, hold on. Sunday mixed doubles. You, 12, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to talk more about it. You don't want people to know your strategy. Yeah, no, it's, I'm just, we're just getting to the kitchen, baby. Ben, I the kitchen. Ben, okay, we got to circle back on a couple things. We'll talk more about that's a pickleball term, term. Have, not not a cooking questions. term, by the way. Well, um, I, from what I understand, uh, range or speed, I should say, is is le- matters less in pickleball than it does in tennis. Is that true? All right, there's a couple things I want to say. I think it helps to have speed, but, like, we played this old, like, we'll call him, like, a pickle master last week, and uh, he didn't even move much. Really? You know, so there is – it is some, you know – it's definitely, like – you know, it's like the guy in hockey that, like, is – he's, like, not the fastest, he's not the biggest, but he's just always in the right place, you know? Yep. Like it's the same thing. Like I think it help helps to have some, you know, athletic spurts and everything, but I think like you can like really control the game in pickleball. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm understanding basically. It's like you serve, 
got to hit the ground on their side. It's got to hit the ground on your side again, but then you can get like right into it. So basically the, the job is just to, to get the net. <laughs> basically if, if in a perfect world, there would be the serve, the return, and then basically everybody's right up on the net. But like there's a little line up there and that line's called the kitchen. That's why I was joking. Get to the Got kitchen. It. And uh, if the ball bounces in the kitchen, you can go in there. But if it if it doesn't, you can't go in there. So it, it's there's definitely some strategy. Definitely some strategy. Um, I, I I'm I'm excited. That's all I can say. I'm excited uh, for I, our match. Sounds sounds pretty sweet. Double man. double elimination. Um, guaranteed uh, gift bags, but no guaranteed trophy. I. So. It's so interesting to me the way that pickleball is like like transcending like Americans. Like it's just it is it's honestly, Aaron, it's reminding me a lot of um the spike ball wave. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like a one summer, like all of a sudden everybody played spike ball on the beach. But it's so funny because I played pickleball in college. Like I that was a college class of mine, pickleball. Um, People forget. Yep. It's on, my tra- it's on my tra- I'm actually going to bring philosophy. my transcript to the tournament this weekend just to show everybody that I took pickleball in college, but that's besides D3 the point. D3 pickleball athlete, not a big deal. <laughs> um, but it's existed, but I just – what I'm starting to think is like, you know, it's like tennis for a little bit lazier people. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Uh, like, you know, it's like we – tennis is awesome. I grew up playing tennis. I love tennis. Like, I really do love tennis, but I think something about just, like, the camaraderie of pickleball, Yeah, you know, you're a little bit closer. It's fun. You know, you crank the ball. It's like a wiffle ball. You can, like, crank it at each other, and if you hit them, it's your point. So, it's yeah. like, you know, um, it's definitely, you know, it's a hybrid. Ping pong, pickleball, tennis, I feel like they're all kind of the same exact thing. Yeah, that makes but sense. Different I, sizes, sort of. I was nasty at spike ball. I just want that on the official record. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I mean, Tons, I'll give that range. to you. Tons of range. Um, yeah, I I mean, I know it's been around. I the the there's a I don't know if it's a middle school or a high school. I think it's a middle school. Uh, in in East Rock here, that's had pickleball a pickleball court for the entire time that I've lived in New Haven because I remember driving by it when I didn't live over in East rock and I would go up to the park and I'd be like, what are those people fucking playing? And Aaron, this is like bad radio, but do you remember playing at Avon old farms growing up? Yes. Okay. On the way there, there was like that golf club. Yep. And there was these small outdoor courts that I I never, my whole entire life. I'm like, what are they doing? But now I realize that they've been playing, they were playing pickleball. Um, so that's yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, I think we should. I think we should talk about segue. Yeah, some segue. That's cool. Okay, so I think we should talk about this instead. Can you tell we've been doing this for three years? Um, I think we should talk about the Silicon Valley Bank thing, and then you know we'll we'll towards the end we'll talk more about uh just the last three years and all that stuff. But it's I will I was. So just a little backstory for anybody not paying attention because I was fucking riveted. I was sitting in a six hour meeting yesterday 
literally going back and forth on Twitter on my phone, search for Silicon Valley Bank. And then I had the chart pulled up on my work iPad next to me because trading had gotten halted. And I was like looking at it and I was like trying to see. Anyway, we'll get into it. Uh, so this bank in Silicon Valley called Silicon Valley Bank, very um, uh, imaginative name, um, has is the first financial institution to be closed by the FDIC this year. Uh, right, I read that quick question. How often does F, how often do they happen? Like, what was the last FDIC insured bank to you go? Got to, well, you got to imagine that they that it happens. I wouldn't say with like some frequency, but like think about it, right? Like a tiny little regional bank. Like think about like if uh, yeah, but had, don't they usually get bought out? A lot of times, but like all right. For instance, this is what instantly comes to mind. It's probably not the greatest example, but uh, think about if there was like a say a, a, a savings bank of Victor Idaho, right? Remember, okay. you know, yep. you know, we're in Victor Idaho, there. right next to the milkshakes, right next to the milkshakes. <laughs> and there's, you know, think about it. There's, you know, not that many people that live out there. And so the reality is, is as a bank, if you don't have enough people to lend money out to, you're not going to make any money. You can't just be a holding cell for other people's money. And like a bank like that would be FDIC insured and then would go under. So, you know, I guess in that sense, it might happen with some regularity, um, but not on this scale. The last FDIC bank to close. Um, That's a good question. I don't know. And none of the articles... Uh, okay. So the last FDIC insured institution to close was Almina State Bank, Kansas, October 23rd, 2020. So it's been, you know, almost three a couple years. years. So interesting, but <clears throat> you know, I just Googled that. And the first article that comes up from CNBC, Silicon Valley bank is shut down by regulators and biggest bank failure since global financial crisis. So, uh, Anyways, this this bank, the reason why it matters is is responsible for funding something like 50% of all the tech startups in Silicon Valley. Tech. Um, I feel like I've heard that word before. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like, you know, it's depending on who you talk to, the future, right? You know, to some degree. Um, so if we just lost the bank that funds ha half of the future, <laughs> we're <right>. fucked. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, it's going to slow innovation, but more more than that, it's also going to like, it's just going to cause hesitancy for people investing in in uh, tech companies and investing in tech. You know, this is like the natural thing. But basically, what happened was they had. <clears throat> all right, so a little bit of macroeconomics here. <clears throat> As the Federal Reserve lowers interest rates the yield on treasury bonds goes up, okay? Treasury bonds are safe things you can buy that over time accrue X percentage of, of interest and blah, blah, blah. And so you make small returns, but they're pretty standardized. To fight inflation, though, the Federal Reserve has to raise interest rates, which in turn causes the value of treasury bonds to go down. So I guess what happened was this bank had bought a ton of treasury bonds when interest rates were zero. And then as they started to go up, 
as interest rates started to go up, the bank didn't hedge against them, didn't get out of their positions and ended up creating a $21 billion hole where like they, they had to sell their treasury bonds at a $21 billion loss. Jesus. So then this information gets out there. This is not a small bank. No, it's not like, a small bank. You've never bank. even heard of it though. That's you know, crazy. It's all, but it's also not like a BlackRock where they have trillions under, under management, you know? So um, it's, yeah, right. They just don't, they don't have, you know, they have money. They don't have that much money. So they've got to cover $21 billion loss. But then on top of that, news gets out that this happened. And just like the Great Depression and the stock crash in 1907. Shout a, out Al Capone went to the banks a couple of days before. That's right. Took out all his money. JP Morgan bailed, every, yep. bailed everybody out. Uh, he knew. The... um there was a run on the bank and because because again these are the the primary customers of this bank are tech startup companies if you're a tech startup company you need capital it is your lifeblood if you don't have money you're fucked so now you're a tech company you see that the bank you do the majority of your business with just took a 21 billion dollar loss on the treasury bond portfolio you're panicking because you have 50 million dollars tied up in the bank you go to get your money and that's what ended up happening. And there was a $2 billion run on the bank. They had to cover the hole because they don't have the money. So then they tried to raise the money. They were unable to raise $2 billion from investors. They then tried to sell the bank. And then the FDIC shut them down yesterday. I think that's pretty much the timeline. Um, but the reason why it's significant is because I think there was something, hold on, I can pull it up. I have the exact numbers. I sent it in a tweet yesterday. Oh, I think I sent it to you too, but um, I was I was on one yesterday. Okay, so uh, the bank has uh, handles $161 billion in deposit, but 93%, excuse me, north of 93% of those $161 billion in deposits are uninsured, which means that money is gone. Just gone. You're talking about like the standard 250,000 FDIC. Right. The FDIC insures up to 250 grand. They don't just insure everything. And right. so if you're not, and I understand if you're a, <clears throat> let's say you're worth 25 is, million. I had said something yesterday. Do you think that's per account at the bank or is it per yeah. bank? No, I think it's per account. So that's so what I you, think. Uh, that's so what I you, thought. Let's say you're a startup that has 25 million in capital and you started a hundred a hundred two hundred and fifty thousand dollar accounts in theory all of those accounts are insured but you're not gonna it, it's completely it, impractical to have a hundred accounts worth 250 grand like it's just it's not practical so right and then also you could argue that you know this as soon as you split your money up you're not compounding on the whole you're right. compounding on all the little pieces right 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 so, it, so that now this bank collapses again. You know the the biggest financial institution to collapse since two thousand eight, and uh, oh wow, the FDIC has a failed bank list. How about that? Yep, there it is, Silicon Valley Bank. Just rub right it in, top. rub it in. <laughs> hey, there was two. Hey, congratulations, you made the list. There's four in twenty twenty. <laughs> In 2019, there was a bunch. 2017. Is there any bank on there that we've heard of or no? Like, um, I've never heard of Silicon Valley Bank. Me neither. No. It's like like this one. This is uh, Argonia, Kansas. 
the Farmers and Merchants State Bank of Argonia. <laughs> Maybe we're going to name for God's sakes. Hey, where do you do your banking? Oh, the Farmers and Merchants State Bank of Argonia. Um, <clears throat> but no, I've never heard of any of these. Uh, are there any in Connecticut? I don't see any. The uh, Savings Bank of Manchester? They got bought. S SBM? I know. SBM. They, they, they've literally been bought at least 10 times in my life. And the only reason I know that is because the bank down the street just every year just keeps turning, keeps changing. The Communities Bank, Bridgeport, Connecticut, September 13th, 2013. No acquirer, just went under. Um, um, and that's my other question. Do do like do these big hedge fund companies or whatever just look at the books and they're like, no chance, I'm, we're not taking it. Well, so like I feel like there ha is there is there there has to be some value in that. Well, somewhere, well, no? so you and I were talking yesterday. We were texting about this, and I had said like, if the stock opens again, so okay, there's other pieces to this. So then there's so there's the run on the bank, and then on top of that, this is a publicly traded company. Word gets out, and the stock fucking tanks, drops seventy percent in a day, and so now anybody who just invests in the bank is getting cleaned out. Um, that's an important part of it because then you had two, and this is where like the collusion in the financial system is so fucked. You've got Bill Ackman, who runs one of the largest hedge funds in the world. Bill Ackman, who's a, you know, he's a smart guy. Yeah, he makes money. But smart he, guy. He's, he's like, he could be Joe Shiesty's older brother. He's an asshole. Like in the beginning of the pandemic, he went on national TV and told everybody that the the sky was falling, the world's over, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, he was shorting all these stocks to let them go down. And then he was buying everything back up when it got to the bottom. He made tens of billions of dollars over the course of, you know, the pandemic stock run. Like, guy's brilliant, but he's a piece of shit. What is his fund? Is he, he's not Citadel, is he? Uh, no, he is. Um, uh, no, he it's Pershing, Pershing, Pershing. Yep. 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 So you got him coming out and saying that the federal government needs to bail out Silicon Valley bank. And then you've got the, the CEO of, uh, of, um, fucking, uh, Blackstone, Blackrock, whichever one coming out and saying, everybody needs to get all their money out of the bank. So you've got these two guys who are titans of the hedge fund industry contradicting each other, both one saying, you know, bail this bank out. The other one saying, get all your money out of the bank because, you know, one's probably long on it and the other one's probably short on it. And like <laughs> these guys are just completely protecting their own financial interests by like calling out these things publicly. And then people fucking panic and they manipulate the market and they, you know, one side wins, the other side loses. It's bananas. And there's another perfect example of like, you know, it's like you all these stories of these, you know, Hollywood celebrities and, you know, social media celebrities that are just absolutely looting, you know, their yeah. fans by, you know, whatever, pumping, you know, pumping and dumping like some fake thing that doesn't exist. And it just goes to show you the power of like, you know, if you have a, a cult following, you know, you can make ripples like big time like for the you know for the sake of capitalism if you will you know oh yeah dump it dump it please dump it yeah and it's I, like and that's or, or whatever buy 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 and then everyone buys and it's like 
you know, what's up is down. So if someone's saying bye, 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 there's a chance that that person's really selling, you know, or, or vice versa, you know, and, and I mean, that's the, that, that is also an argument, like no matter what way you put it or what way you think about it, it's like, like look at the ecosystem of cryptocurrency, Yep. you know, and if you simply just break it down into they print trillions of dollars a year, mm-hmm. what if they make if they make trillions of something, mm-hmm. why would you try and collect as many of those as you could? Right. You know, like think about it. It's like, you know, I, I can't even think of something other than money to to use an ex- as an example. But it's like if you're walking down the beach, okay. And they're putting out a trail, you know, of dollar bills. And you just sit there and pick it up. And then as soon as you pick one up, it, it pops a new one out, right? Yep. Or you're walking down the beach and you're looking inside oysters. And, you know, you look, you open up 10,000 oysters and then in one of them, there's a pearl. Right. You know, it's like, what's the more scarce thing? It's obviously the pearl that you know there's not many of rather than this like whatever just a a a printing press of of monopoly money so then you you know you go and make the argument that it's like okay you pick a cryptocurrency such you know like bitcoin obviously just use that as the example it's like there's a finite amount and there's people on the television telling you not to buy it you know that to me sounds like Hey, you should probably buy it quickly because it's, you know, what's up is down. Yeah. I also am. uh, And then, you know, it's like right there. It's like, they just keep printing the dollars. It's like inevitably. And and I, and I, and I say that about crypto, but I mean, you could say it about, you know, a good stock as well. You know, they're not, but then again, it's like, they can issue, you know, reissue shares or. Oh, I mean, stocks are know, manip- manipulatable. I totally. Mean, you, you do stock splits. You can do stock buybacks. You can increase dividends. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to manipulate the, the price of a stock. I mean, and, and companies do it. I mean, they, they do it all the time. Um, I, I'm actually, and then I'm surprised. So all that stuff happens. I'm totally expecting the fucking financial sector to just blow up on itself because it just seemed like, um, it just seems like it just seemed like um, this would cause a bunch of panic. And, you know, the reality is, is that it wasn't as bad on the market as it seemed. Now, it will take probably the weekend of <laughs> untangling all of it to really figure it out. So, mon- you know, next week could be really, really bad. But, you know, as far as see, yesterday, and, went, and I just want to say deal. something about this, though, to you, because, like, obviously you you mentioned it to me first you know you were the first person to say something obviously i'm gonna say something now no one else has mentioned it to me i went on my instagram i went to my explore page it popped up you know because those are some of the things that pop up on my screen so had i not gone had i not you know opened my text from you and saw the whatever or you know gone on my curated instagram page it's like 
you don't hear about it. Everybody I told, they're, they had no idea what I was talking about. So it's like, that's the other thing. Are we at a point, like, even on, like, you know, the news or whatever, they weren't really talking about it. So yeah. are we at the point where that doesn't even matter either? You know, like. Well, I, I do think that, like, I mean, first of all, I'm fascinated by financial collapses. I, I think it's it's just. Because they're always perfect storms. It's always a, a, a culmination of a bunch of things happening at the same time that like, and it just fascinates me the, the, the way that these things go. So when I caught wind of it, I was like, oh, I like, I have to look at this. And so I just looked into it. But I think the reality is, is that a lot of people find this stuff boring, which I get, you know, but the reality is, is it affects so much of your day-to-day life without you even realizing it that like, I'm not saying you have to be well-versed or, you know, do what I did and sit there for two hours and read everything you can read about it. Like that's ridiculous, but you know, to have some understanding of why these things happen and and what is happening is like, it's just important to have some idea, you know, and I don't know. I, I, you know, I could be wrong. This could turn into nothing. It could, it could mean not, it could mean absolutely nothing, but I just feel like it's going to cause some hesitancy as far as the tech market is concerned, which you know, there's a lot of big fucking tech companies like, you know, Apple is, if not the largest company in the world, going back and forth as being, you know, th- these tech companies are the biggest companies in the fucking world. And when you see their entire industry come under assault like that, you know, it, it matters. So I don't know. We'll see, Ben. We'll see. Like I said, it could be nothing. Right. Which is like, you know, even more bizarre because what would, you know, what would it take, I guess, another Great Depression for people to, like, realize? And then I'm, like, sitting here thinking, like, could you imagine, although it's, like, we live in such a crazy world, like, could you imagine if, like, Skims went under or something? Uh, you're talking about you know? the Kardashians clothing? Yeah, or, like, <laughs> yeah, like, no joke. Like, or if, like... No, and that would be major it's news. Like, that would be right. major news. It would yeah. be major, major news. Yeah. And it's, like, and then it also had me thinking, like, would it like do, do the people that even buy that kind of stuff or whatever her umbrella company owner is or whatever um you know it's like do the people that buy that shit like have zero like absolute like no interest in like the stock and all that like i wonder how many people that own like any of like the the kardashians beauty line where if any of them own parts like like stock i mean like I, what's the percentage do you think probably zero like probably that, low probably very low i wouldn't say zero but probably pretty low isn't that crazy like yeah I just, you have, I don't you have an entire you know <clears throat> huge skins. yeah my bralettes i wear every single day it's good. do you own any stock there we go. Zero <laughs> percent. That's the answer. We pulled one person. Zero percent. Thank you, Toby. Um, uh, but seriously, I it's uh, you're a hundred percent right. Uh, it's but in Ben now, this is actually a good segue to you know we've been doing this for three years now, and something that we've preached on for three years is the fact that like you know taking your financial situation into your own hands and just having somewhat of an understanding of it is important. So if you're if you're a diehard loyalist to something like skims i don't i don't even know if skims is publicly traded i'm sure the comp the umbrella company probably is whatever whoever actually you know owns it but you know okay there's a rule out there that i've seen that's like if you're gonna buy 
$100 worth of a product, you should buy $100 worth of stock of the company. So that way you're investing, you know, what you're buying, you're also, the, the in theory, the stock is going to give you your money back long term. And like, that's a pretty simple approach, but just most people don't want to do that and don't want to take their own financial situations in their hands. And I understand that. Like it's, this stuff can be incredibly boring, but this is why it matters. Like, this is why it matters. So like when something like this happens, you don't get cleaned out. You're, you're aware of what the situation is and you just, you know, have a better understanding of it all. Yeah. I mean, for real, I mean, it's, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So if you're just learning the whole time and like understanding these things, um, you know, it, it, it took me, it took me a long time to understand, but same, I mean, same. I, that's it, the other it, thing. It, it, it's not, it's not like an overnight thing, but right. now that I'm, now that I'm, you know, my money is compounding, you know, and it, my money makes money every single second. And I can watch it in real time. You know, it's that's changed my, you know, entire perspective on like what I'm able to do with my life. Right. You know, it's like what's important, you know, like straight up, what is important? It's like if you, I don't want to say like if you don't understand, you know, how it works or, like it's it's a weird thing because you know there's plenty of awesome people out there that we're dear friends with that are you know working their tails off you know for an eight hour day at one job at least or whatever you know what's the going rate you know these days like maybe 15 bucks an hour is, is, you know, it's like, it's even, it's crazy to think that like with this, like hyperinflation going on, it's like, you know, Oh yeah. You know, I know for a fact, there's a sign in the window down at Taco Bell and it says it's like starting at 12 to $15 an hour or something like that. Like it's on the big front sign out front. So, you know, you're like thinking about these things and it's like, in my mind, I'm like, who would want to go do that? Right. Like who on earth would want to go do that? But then you think like, okay, I'm not like trying to sound conceited or anything, but I just happen in my life. I happen to grasp, you know, the understanding of kind of how money works a little bit. And it's like, well, I'm not going to go do that, you know, but the person that's doing it isn't a bad person or anything. It's just like, it's crazy that we live in a world that you can see that side of it, or you can't see that side of it. And it's a very like decisive line. Like, would you not say that? I mean, yeah, I, I, I also just think, I think it's a, it's a, people are victims of circumstance a lot. You know, they, they, <clears throat> you know, you work jobs because you need money and then, you know, as you work that job, you, you try and figure out the rest of your life around you. And, you know, life is expensive and you get to a point where you're <clears> making <throat> enough to meet your basic needs, but not much past that. And you don't have the ability to take a risk. And 
try and get a new job or do something you like or whatever. So you end up in this like vicious cycle of I'm working for money. I'm making enough money to cover my lifestyle, but you know, not have a ton extra. But because of that, I'm always on the verge of having some big expense that's going to set me back. So I have to keep working. And it's just this cycle that goes around and around. And then you end up becoming a victim of circumstance. It's not that you're a bad person or didn't try or, or didn't have ambition or anything. It's just, that's the nature of capitalism. That's the nature of the world that we live in is you have to have money to do things. And, you know, unfortunately, if you're not finding little ways to make extra money and then compounding that, like you said, and letting those small gains become bigger gains, eventually you're just going to get stuck. And and that's the reality for a lot of the population of this country and the world. I mean, it's just <clears throat> that's like, the world we live in. I saw this video the other day and it was like it was this guy at a Rolls Royce dealership. And he was picking up his 2022 Rolls Royce. Yeah. And he's like, while I'm here, I'm ordering my new Rolls Royce. And he's like, I'm going to show you this, the process of selecting, you know, like picking out your, your Rolls Royce or something. And he's like, and just so you know, he's like, I'm doing this all because he's like, whatever um, wordage he used, he was basically saying like, the only reason I'm able to do this is because I bought, you know, section eight rental properties. So then the video like shifts and it's this guy talking about how, like, what is wrong with the world? Here's, here's a guy that is buying $750,000 worth of Rolls Royces. And he shows that his payment on 750 grand, his monthly payment is 8,000 bucks. And he's like that, that is um it, it's it's he's like that's these are like half of my property you know if he has all these section 8 rental you know properties he's getting way more than you know 8000 right. bucks coming in every month so right. but it's basically like there's there's like two sides to it like anything it's like here's a guy that's preying on government assisted housing you know right. that you could argue is like and then he's buying, you know, luxury vehicles with with the money from mm-hmm. the government assisted, you know, living programs. It's guaranteed money. And then you got the other guy saying, like, this guy's an asshole for preying on these other people. But it's like every single one of those person, people living in the Section 8 houses, they technically, if you know. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they could if they wanted, they could figure out a way to purchase one themselves 100%. you know it's like it's not like you you can't you know pending your you know race read uh race religion creed you know i was gonna say like it, you can't just like yes some things are difficult and more difficult to do and attain than other things but it's like we live in a free market society you right. know it's like nobody's unless you're in prison you know nobody's saying you can or can't do anything you know and it's like so it's just like a it's you know capitalism is 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 a hard thing you know it's like we're we're not in the we're not living in the days of of you know like tribal communities that work together to right. you know co- you know you know like it's like takes a village to raise a child well not anymore. It's like you if you, you got to do it yourself and right. if you can't you got to pay <laughs> excuse me primo dollars 
You know, it's like, what's childcare for a week? You know, it's insane. Yeah. Probably more than you're making a week. It's like, it's impossible. So, you know, we live in a selfish world based off what was created for us. It's like, as soon as, as soon as you put a monetary system into effect, the first thing that's going to happen with all human beings is they're going to want the most of it, whatever it may be. Seashells, um, you know, driftwood, tulips, like you name it. Like, you know, if that's what it is, if that's all you have, like, you know, you're going to want to have the most of it because we're, it's inevitable. We're human beings. And it's like, it's, what would you say? Wired into the, dna wired into our dna it's not yeah, like uh, well i you know as long as we've been a society we've had to assign value to things and because we've had to assign value things as generations go on and on there is that inherent nature to growing up in society where you understand that certain things have applied value to them and since that's the case we have not a famine mentality but we have the mentality of like okay we need to have as much of that stuff as possible and that's just a societal thing that's built in. And, you know, there's no breaking that chain. I'm not sitting here and, 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 and talking about the ills of society and saying that this needs to be changed. But like the reality is, is that's just what it is to be human. Right. No, no, there's it's not we're not sitting here. We're not like saying that, you know, we're going to change it. It's like you almost can't. You physically can't change no, you, it. There's you, you eight can't. billion people. There's eight billion people on the planet. Yeah. Like, you, you know, it's like the other night I was just thinking like all the places in, you know, America that I've been, you know, college up in Vermont. And I'm thinking like, you know, there's all these communities and like, there's these people and, Oh, this guy lives here. Like, you know, how or why does he live there? You know, like it's huge. The United States is huge. It's like you drive down the highway, you go through 10 towns. Every town's got 50,000 people. It's like, whoa you know it's like it's a lot bigger than i guess you really think about or put into perspective so like totally i feel like you know that city mentality you kind of like don't think outside the city it's like oh this is where we're at this is what we do this is how it goes but then it's like oh yeah just two hour flight away it's completely different like right Whole whole different norms, cultures, all that, but I don't even know how the hell we're talking about this. Yeah, no, you're you're right, Ben, and that and that feels like as as good a place as any to wrap it up. Um, you just it's it's it is what it is. This is the reality of our world around the world around us, and yeah, start a is, podcast with your all friend. You can, all you can do, you is know, it's like. Start yes. a podcast. Do something. You know, it's like next thing you know, it'll be three years later. And and literally, like next thing you know, snap of a finger. It's been three years. Um, Benny, great job today, buddy. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we've been doing this for as long as we have. It's a pleasure to get to talk to you every week. I'm glad that it's still going. Yeah, right back uh, at you. You know, it's uh, it's been a great experience, and I'm happy to share it with you. Um, I enjoy I enjoy listening to your brain, and I'm sure all the other people do as well otherwise they wouldn't really listen so buddy um, i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you um and we wouldn't be doing this every week so if it wasn't for you uh all right that's it i i I will say though it feels like 
now it just now I feel like we're at the point where it just feels like natural, like it just is every week. I, I guess for like you know, it's like in the beginning we we're like, you know, it was more like a oh I, we got to find a way to fit in the podcast, but now I feel like it's just in the, it's in the schedule. It's not well, even... yeah, I mean, especially like you just look at like how it goes, right? You know, we used to sit there for half an hour, forty five minutes before we did one. Now, granted, it was twenty twenty, and at that point there was nothing going on in the world. Now it's like, hey, what time, you know, what time can you go? Okay, great. Like, let's sit down. Okay, cool. We're just, okay, cool. And then we just do it, you know? So yeah, it's, uh, it's been great and I'm glad we're still doing it. Uh, I'm glad the numbers are where they are, but uh, yeah, that's it. Episode 159. Oh, I never okay. said that. Thanks. Yeah. For... Well, I got you, buddy. Episode Appreciate you. 159 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. Thanks for coming. Thanks. For 159, <laughs> dude. That's crazy. That's crazy. The Rolex is coming. Jinx. All yeah, right, no buddy. Uh, I love you. Great chat. Love you. See you.